1: Hello! And welcome to the AEW Dynamite Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by the Dadly Boys of What Culture. Michael Hamplett and Michael Sidgwick here to look ahead to tonight's episode of AEW Dynamite. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review AEW Dynamite, but also AEW Rampage, Raw SmackDown, the show formerly known as NXT2. Oh, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week. Complete with a bloody really good quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. As I said, they're joined by Hamphill and Sige to look ahead to Dynamite tonight and Sige the Go Home show ahead of AEW Revolution. Yep,
2: I need <laughs> several wrestlers to cook great promos. <laughs> I need some bloody great angles. Uh, I was saying on the NXT preview uh, review earlier today. That four of the wrestlers have been stunned by and just in awe of their work over the past however many months. Koroshiida against Jamie Hayter, Roosh, Bandito, and Kanosuke Takeshita. Not one of them is on this Revolution card. There's this weird, fragmented approach to the television, and it's not really joined up. It doesn't really overlap. It's not very deft and dovetailing. Mm in which a lot of the wrestlers who have been featured prominently and told to go and kill it on television are only indirect parts of the build. And when they're not in it, I'm thinking, I'd rather watch them, who have, in a meritocracy, have earned a spot, particularly Takeshita. It's about goddamn time he got a Mm -hmm. pay-per-view match. And what I'm left with is just some feuds, Chris Jericho and Ricky Starks, that I'm not particularly interested in. So I think it's probably too late to get really excited unless my fantasy booking comes true.
1: Mm. It's a fairly stacked show tonight. Um there's championship matches, the tag team casino battle royal, there's the face of the revolution ladder match, Tony Storm and Rio, Chris Jericho, Peter Avalon, all that sort of thing. Um leading in, of course, as I said, to AW Revolution this weekend, which myself and Michael Hamlet will be doing, live streaming reactions for On Sunday night, despite this card, I'm a little bit worried about tonight's show, mainly because I'm concerned about how many new matches Tony Khan's going to add to Revolution. Do you have that same concern?
3: Yeah, because you'd be stupid not to. I know there's a 60-minute main event, but I've lost faith that he's not going to moderate that. It might be a little bit shorter, um, but we were just talking before we came on the record of at least two matches that he could very feasibly add. And that's, you know, before he's set some stuff up for the pre-show. What I'm hoping here is that he adds loads and then day of he moves three of them to that three-match or two-match pre-show rather than doing what he often does, which is day of or day before. Like on Rampage, perhaps, stacks it up. Like I, that's what I like, want here. Just have the card in place as of tonight and then bump stuff as you need to. I just, I'm not very really excited about this Dynamite, but it's never a bad show as a result. When there's nothing to preview for a Raw... Which is often, Hmm. Um, you are therefore surprised if it's good or just you get what you expect, and it's a nothing episode. Dynamite's dynamite's good more often than it's bad, but this doesn't feel like the first card that I've looked at in a while where I'm getting the inverse of the old days of the glorious dynamite poster. I just I don't get the feeling and anticipation that I sometimes get after the fact. I didn't like last, I was lower than the consensus on last week's dynamite, but I still don't think the consensus was particularly high, and that's been the case for a couple of weeks. It's been a while since there's been that electrifying graphic where, let's say, 90% of the show is just stuff that you cannot believe you're getting on free television. So we're a long way short of that. at the moment.
2: My worry about, just to answer that question as well, about how many more matches are going to be added is that, realistically, this is a one-match show revolution. There's stuff that's going to be great on it, but mm. not because I've been hooked into that build. A one-match show is suboptimal at the best of times. When it could be a 12-match show with one match that you're really, really interested in. That's not good either. Um, I can see a maximum of three being added, and that's too, that's too many. That is too many. Um, Swerve and Keith Lee. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jack Perry and Christian Cage. Yeah. And something for the kickoff. Maybe Eddie Kingston versus Ortiz. Jade for the build. Christ almighty. Um Alright, you said a mare with this one, I think, is Tony Khan. And I really hope that uh, a lot of this business is concluded.
3: I've seen a lot of Forbidden Door comparisons in a kind of in that slightly online shut up whinging. You whinged about Forbidden Door, it'll turn out great. I think whinges are different. Most of these matches have got stories. Hmm. The complaint is not that these matches haven't got good stories. Uh, got stories. It's the fact that some of the stories aren't that. Right. It's all very
2: A to B to C to D storytelling. There's a lack of spark. There's a lack of flair. Um, something like Jack Perry versus Christian Cage. Every angle has unfolded in the quote-unquote correct way. Got the heat at the right time. Got a measure of revenge at the right time. That was cut off at the right time. Pretty formulaic, uninspiring, logical booking. That's not what I expect from AEW. I expect fire. I expect detail. I expect imagination. I expect to be swept up in a wave of anticipation. These pay-per-view weeks used to be amazing. This one isn't. And I think you're lying to yourself if you think this one is. And I think if you are lying to yourself about this one, you might feel it. I can't pretend that you don't. You might not be particularly discerning. Tough titties. If you don't like reading criticism of your favorite company, I am discerning. Mm. I do hold it to a higher standard. If you are, if you get these physical sensations of getting like wound up or like angry if someone is saying this build has been functional, a little bit mediocre, a little bit flat, a little bit uninspiring, if you lack the discernment to say, oh, I get it. It's like no, it's all great. It's all great. Um, that's fine. Okay. Don't attack other people's informed, good-faith reasons for not thinking that because you're a baby, (laughs) overgrown baby, who can't stand it when the thing that you like and escape into gets mildly and in good faith criticized. I cannot tell you how much this makes me a little bit sick inside that people attach themselves to... A billionaire's product and shape their identity around it. Maybe you're not fulfilled. I don't know. Maybe you need this as an outlet. Maybe you need to define yourself. Maybe you need to look over things to get the most out of it. I'm not going to do that. It's one thing to do that, to be a just enjoy wrestling guy. Don't tell me that I've fallen off. I'm not sure this heel turn this year is working out for you dude <laughs> <laughs> just because this is nowhere near as good as a revolution 2020 build and it isn't Sage, and, it, and it absolutely isn't like don't like miss me with that to quote a young person just yeah. don't grow up you need to grow up and you're not and if you don't want to grow up if you're not fulfilled and you need this in your life and I get that maybe. I go and touch grass personally, but I can, <laughs> you know, I can get that. Don't criticize my integrity. I had someone calling me. This is mildly homophobic as well, and I wish this phrase would get banished from my existence. Stop riding WWE's dick.
3: Yes, yes. get How? rid of
2: dick riding. God get, damn it. Get rid of dick riding for a start, right? And don't say that I'm doing it to WWE just because I don't like certain aspects of AEW's programming right now. You need to grow up. You can criticize me in good faith. You can have a nuanced take. Be nuanced. Be constructive. Don't say, because I think the build to this pay-per-view has been flat, that I'm quote-unquote riding WWE's dick because it has to be one or the other because you're pathetic and you have this need to build AEW up in your head is this amazing thing. Sometimes the thing you like can be flat, basic, mediocre, outright bad in some cases. Grow up if people are criticizing it. It does not affect you or it should not affect you on a personal level. Do not tell me with the amount of hours I put into this, with the amount of insight I can put into this, that I've fallen off or
1: <laughs> turn and heel or I'm trying to bait you into opinion. Don't do that. Grow up. It's the thing as well if people people seem to imply that you're saying, Well, that's it. AW's dead, guys. Uh, not gonna get a new TV deal. Uh, probably just stop watching. We'll probably just not cover it anymore. Do something else. Um, like, or the opposite of that. Well, not necessarily the opposite, but people saying problem with Sid is yeah, he sets these uh, unattainable standards for AEW. No, you compare it to a previous time in AEW where they achieved those standards. been attained, that's the level I expect. To the
2: level I'm into. That's the level I expect. Reach it. Wrote a book about it. Wrote a book about it. Total passion project. Can't believe I got the opportunity to do it. I was giddy about writing it, researching it. I'm not doing this as a grift. <laughs> I'm not doing this because I have to pretend that I like it. I will just
3: give you an honest critique. It's we're not gonna get much chance to talk about these people during this preview, so I'd like to do it now. Me and Sid were having a chat over the desk about this. And Sid might have more to say about this. I don't know. But uh Kenny Mega. This course has wound me up this week. <laughs> I know. This, I don't mean this to like this whinging about wrestling media, re- social media, whatever. But, like, I found myself getting really cross at people's ownership of Kenny Omega's thoughts, I think. Oh, I'm sometimes taking the piss when I say that I would like like certain wrestlers to go to WWE. That's I another thing as well. Understand irony, please. Yeah, God damn it, Jesus Christ. Beans on toast. Um, <laughs> but, like, they can't. They don't get it. But, like, it's... It's one wrestler, right, and Kenny Omega, who has like, generated a load of conversation this week. It is weird that Kenny Omega, an EVP, has not yet signed a contract with All Elite Wrestling and is, in fact, having that extension due to injury mm-hmm. takes him forward to January. First of all, like, ask some questions about that. That's interesting. That's that is, a political power play. That is weird. Like, something's happening there. Like, there has been a breakdown, or there has been a political power play, or there is... Things are not as right as they should be if an executive vice president is is in the company because of those reasons, not because of the, yep, four more years for Kenny, whatever. You know what I mean? There's like, I think it's completely right to ask questions and have a bit of fun with the speculation. It's all fair game, the amount of stuff you read about people Kenny Megan did a really great interview with Renee Paquette. I recommend you listen to that podcast, then come well, finish ours, then go and listen to hers, then come back to this feed, Uh, where he spoke at length and honestly about the way he felt that AEW had changed in the time that he was away. He used the comparison of Donald Glover and Community with the pizza boxes. And like, if you think about the AEW return to this was not just punk stuff, this was all those fights. This was you know, various injuries and all that kind of stuff. The landscape of the locker room has shifted in terms of the personnel, let alone, like, yeah. the actual people that were clashing and all that. So you can completely visualize what he's trying to tell you there. But also, anybody that knows anything about Kenny Omega's career has known that he has often done stuff that has surprised people or has chosen his own path or has gone off the beaten track. Well, backed himself. Yeah, like, loads of it is covered in Sid's excellent book. And Kenny Omega's done loads of interviews, going back to, like, a decade past when he was, like, first on Art arrest on the Colt Cabana. When he's like nowhere near the Kenny Omega that he would become a New Japan, but speaks like he might as well have been in how little he thought of Deep South Wrestling and how little he thought of how people were just doing mainstream pro wrestling and all that sort of stuff. So, yes, I might be having a bit of fun when I'm suggesting like I want Kenny Omega to fight so-and-so in WWE, but I don't think that idea is as wild as some of these people are suggesting because he's in the elite and elite's in the title of the... Like, you have to accept that, like, these people might want that. Kenny Omega will be turning 40... And just like AJ Styles might want the WWE money and might actually fancy what he can do as an artist for even a year in WWE. Even, I, I personally don't think he's going to go, by the way. If I can see him, I could absolutely see him going back to New Japan and having one more run and doing one more G1 or something like that if he thinks his body's got in it. But it doesn't, that doesn't really matter mm. what I think. It's just this frustration you see from some people. Well, I've uh, read these quotes. 99% certain Kenny's uh, staying with AEW, guys. It's okay, guys. Arm around your shoulder, guys. Kenny's staying where he needs to be. Don't patronize him. Don't be such a goddamn baby about it. And, like, <laughs> let the wrestlers wrestle mm-hmm. where they want to wrestle. Mm. I just, like, there's something that really boils my piss about the ownership of people in these companies. It's the complete misunderstanding as well. Michael Hanflet,
2: was your article that recently got screenshotted by, let's face it, some of the Freakazoids, was it entitled, okay... I personally, Michael comma want Kenny Omega to go to WWE because it is better and the power is back. Or or was it called why WWE should hire Kenny Omega and push him to the moon because it's something that they would want to do and it would be good business sense for them to do.
3: Yeah, well, the latter and... Where, where that doesn't even explore that is, like, nobody considers that both sides might be really happy with that. Rarely do you see these supposedly great takes where somebody says, uh, like, you know, what if Kenny is really happy with that decision as well? It's just weird to me. In the, if, Like, if we learned nothing from the very existence of AEW that you sh- should want a kind of prosperous, fluid industry yeah. as well. Um, I like, like, I love the Von Wagner screenshots but you should be able to discern the difference between a Kenny Omega Von Wagner screenshot and the fun that both sides might have with Kenny Omega being in WWE. Mm. You should have enough of a brain in your head to understand the difference between those two things. And I do not understand the people that seemingly refuse it. That's what it is. It's that brick wall refusal of what good might come. Like, Kenny Omega right now, I don't think is in... We're not going to talk about the elite in House of Black. No, nope. And it's the freaking go-home dynamite. There's a, there's a problem there, and I don't think that is too different to the situation Cody found himself in in his last six to eight months in AW. Things just weren't feeling right. You said it the other week, Sage. nobody I know in this business, being ours, can articulate the thoughts, feelings, and the ideas of the Elite better than you. And you yourself said you just cannot pin down what's going on with the Elite creatively. That is very much where we were at with Cody when the Codyverse was spiraling and sprawling. Like, we're not that far apart. And that's going to happen with the people that are in the DNA of this company because you want them to just feel like they belong always. And when they don't belong, you have to acknowledge that that's off. I hate so much about WWE. I hate
2: it. The invisible camera, stupid. The commentary, insulting. (laughs) Synthetic, fake. I hate the production. Like I there's certain things that for my subjective tastes, I just can't like. No matter the talent on screen or the quality of the amount of the matches, there's just a certain quality to WWE that I just cannot sanction. My tastes, my brain just doesn't like it. Cody's been amazing in WWE. <laughs> Everything Cody's touched, apart from the match with the Miz, because the Miz is awful, <laughs> has pretty much turned to gold or just excellent high end stuff. Status quality. Why wouldn't that be the same for Kenny Omega? Why can't you open your eyes to that? Mm-hmm. It'd be kinda of heartbreaking if they don't finish this Elite story satisfactorily. It'd be very weird if there's no E A E W anymore, actually. But for God's sake, like it wouldn't be the end of the world. I mean there's no
1: second w Go create w your own World own anymore. <laughs> right
3: Go and create your own world.
1: <laughs> um bring it back to tonight's dynamite. <laughs> anyway, what's
3: on this nonsense cat? <laughs>
1: We are going to hear from MJF. Bush League's second position amateurs. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to hear from world champion MJF and Brian Danielson. What on earth can they say this week? Um, I don't actually know. Yeah. It has
2: reached, at the time I predicted, its emotional, personal issues, draw, money, crescendo. Um, look, MJF, they've shown you the brawl. They can't do anything more than that. I think it would be a diminished return. I'm willing to be forgiven. Uh, forgiven? I'm willing to be um, proven wrong because that was electrifying. I know he's done it already. It's in tremendously bad faith to pre- like to pretend that he hasn't done a down-the-lens promo. He needs to do another one, I think. He was about to do it, and then he was interrupted by MJF. Um, I think it's time for Danielson to really hammer home. I want this title... More than anything, and this is how I'm going to do it. That's all it needs, I think. I think we've had the MGF input. We know why he hates Danielson. We know why he wants to prove himself against Danielson. It's now time for Danielson just to really hone in on the um, objective that he has, and why you should pay to watch him realize it.
3: Yeah, I'd, I can't really add much more to that. I was thinking if they wanted to, they kind of they haven't dropped it, but it's not like he was selling that there was those weeks of his arm. Mm. And could MJF pay the firm to, like, break his arm? And Brian has honestly thought that, that like, Brian himself and Faber's thought, oh, that's nothing I need to worry about anymore. And when he least expects it, MJF or people he's paid to do it, go for the arm and then you're left with that as the. I can tell it's a bit broad, but, like, you're left with this idea that you're going into a 60-minute match and you've only got one good arm. And that's exactly what MJF would do. The idea, 60 minutes, which... Wasn't laboured on as much last week when we did hit the personal stuff. It, the MJF on Twitter is showing you his incredible conditioning, um, but there's not been as much in the story of. There's only really one man fit to do this match, and it's Brian Dannison. Yeah, like that character on the night is going to be so much fun. MJF is such a fun wrestler book in a sixty minute. How do you get falls? How many do you sacrifice with a DQ to win more? All that, like he's such a fun wrestler to fantasy book for that, and yet they've not really gone down that route. So him trying to get the advantage before the bells even rung, I think would be quite nice because it was certainly something they were addressing in the, in the gauntlet you had to run.
0: Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states.
1: Well, you mentioned the firm there, and uh, one member of the firm, he's in action tonight in a title match, no less. Uh, Big Bill uh, challenging Orange Casty for the All-Atlantic Championship. How do you see this one going?
3: Really, really fun.
1: Um, I'm very glad this isn't on the Revolution card because,
3: again, I think the 60-minute Ironman match stops it being. Uh, Big Bill and Hook showed us that this character. Well, Big Bill and Hook, and then Big Bill last week, doing this like self-scissoring pose, showed you that he's game for some fun. Yeah. And Orange Cassidy, I love... I'm an Orange Cassidy guy. How the did that happen? Like, I love Orange Cassidy, All-Atlantic Champion. I never want the rain to end. So I just think their chemistry is going to be absolutely tremendous. They're going to do, I think, uh, a mirror pocket spot because they're both in jeans. But, like, Big Bill's twice the size of Orange Cassidy. So, like, Orange Cassidy's going to have a spare pair of glasses. Like, Big Bill's going to put his hands in his pockets, ready to do a big boot. He's going to yeah. Orange Cassidy's going to pull some glasses out and put them on him, and you're going to see for the second, oh, we could be a ridiculous denim tag team. And <laughs> off it, just stupid nonsense stuff, but the most charming and effective kind that you get from a good Orange Cassidy opponent. Low stakes. It's not going to matter too much next week, but I think this will be a fun watch. Aye. I, I, basically, my
2: anticipation and investment of this match extends... Almost solely to the face that Big Bill is going to pull when he has his hands in his pockets, <laughs> and it will be a three and a half star match if it's as great as it is in my head. He's going to get the legs spot going. It's gonna. This is Cassidy. He's gonna graze Big Bill's legs. It's still so good after four years. Still, <laughs> I still love it so much. Bill's gonna have this expression on his face. He is gonna put his hands in his pockets. He's going to do a stupid face. Then he's going to smile, and then he's going to rev up to do the big boot. That's what Casty wants. Roll up. One, two, 2.99999, kick out. They're going to have the crowd eh, in the palm of the hands <laughs> immediately. And whatever they do, after the fact, they'll have a hot crowd going. It is going to be very,
1: very fun. Nothing more, nothing less. Hmm. Uh, let's talk about the other championship. By the pay-per-view. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about the other championship match then. FTW title on the line. <sighs> Hook versus Matt Hardy with, I believe, the firm's all banned, aren't they? Gee, that really just got me. worse
3: than more you said. I forgot that match. And I was like, FTW title, uh, Hook, oh, come on. Matt Hardy. Like, that just got worse and worse and worse. <laughs> how are we here? I don't know.
2: I'm fascinated in how... The only thing I care about is how long this is going to go. Or... Oh, Mercifully, how short yes it is. Going, how little it's going to last. Um, I don't want to see Hook sell for Matt Hardy at all, much less for prolonged periods. Or like, dare, oh, perish the thought. Picture in picture of Matt Hardy, like choking him out by the ropes, or you know, only relinquishing this incredibly methodical, boring heat sequence because oh, Ethan Page is distracting him at ringside. I don't want Hook to be just this inanimate object that gets choked out by the rope, so it gets a chin lock put on him that facilitates some naff, terrible stuff between Ethan Page and Matt Hardy. And look, this is as shallow as it gets. I watched a gif of Ethan Page coming to the ring and doing Matt Hardy stuff, and it was really funny. <laughs> it was really funny. This has got gifs and memes to it, uh like Matt Hardy entrance stuff. It's an actual story of substance that I'm meant to invest in on episodic TV. I care nothing for it. They are chasing gifts. They're doing some nice work in elevation. I've been reliably informed. But it's just not working on television, and we are here to preview television. And television is a pr- like very, very important vehicle to sell big matches and pay per views, and they've faffed around too much with Matt Hardy on this TV show for the past three weeks to the point where I'm thinking is some derivation of this feud going to end up on the revolution buy-in? Please, God, no. Please, God, no. I just want Hook to kill him. Yeah. And the sad thing is is that it isn't going to happen because enough people in the arena, when you're there it's probably fun to do delete, 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 delete half-heartedly. No one's going... bonkers (laughs) doing this. It's just a a bit of Pavlovian conditioning. Delete, 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 delete. It's the most carny house show adjacent stuff. That filtering through to arenas on which Matt Hardy is performing in 2023 is not a barometer of how over the storyline is. I just refuse to believe it. Hook to kill him in a minute. (laughs) Ethan Page to say, why did you get embarrassed? Slap you in the face. Matt Hardy to do, delete, 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 delete. About a thousand people out of
4: 3,500 do it. <laughs> yeah.
2: And then Matt Hardy is hitting back, and he's impatient to go, Well, we're going to have to have a fight, and if we have a fight, you can break free this contract. <laughs> Rubbish. Bring back the ranking system, and then so, I'm like, yeah. Is there a, <laughs> is
3: there like, a, I've like genuinely lost track. Is there a way? Whether it's something to do with Bivins and uh, Stokely Hathaway and Hook and that, like, uh, does the firm want Hook instead?
1: I thought they said they weren't going to be there. Wouldn't well, they all what, get like, carried away on a backstage promo and go, "Yeah, we don't need to. Be, you don't even need us at ringside."
2: Yeah, I forgot the content of that promo. And like, but and like, that's S- my fault. Sto- no, Stokely not
3: was, Though, he was livid with Hook, wasn't he? And he was yeah. like, "You're gone. You're out of here." Two weeks, or whatever it was, <laughs> you know. Those leaves. The
1: WWE. It's,
3: it's Scott Steiner's WWE paid vacation or something. I it, like. I thought that was the Hook's heel turn. Like, not that it, maybe joined the firm is a bit late but just that Stokely has realised that it's better to have this like hired killer on your side than not. And you know, that he was maybe going to attack Jack Perry after the Christian feud was over because he was the guy that called time on Jungle Hook. Seems like that might have been a nice direction, but I don't know how you get to that from Matt Hardy losing to Sidney's point, right, it's got to be the Ethan Page. <laughs> We've got to get to the bloody Ethan Page match. Like, when, when are we going to get to something that isn't the fireworks factory? With Matt Hardy <laughs> and
1: Ethan Page. <laughs> when he gets to the car park. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've got a spot for you. Is it physically impossible it's to do? the antithesis of that, in fact. What I was thinking of when you were doing the delete, delete, delete thing, doesn't he do that when he does the like top turnbuckle? Slam your head. Delete, delete, delete. Middle. Delete, delete, delete. Bottom. Delete, um, uh, delete, delete.
4: sounds 2016 anymore, Matt.
1: Go, go to, go to do that on Hook, but obviously don't do that on Hook. Just have him go to do it on the top turnbuckle. And as he goes to slam him against it, he basically does the pose he does just before the start of that's each match. Uh, and then a mule kick or something. Suddenly like.
2: it's going to be a five star match. That sounds <laughs> awesome. Adam Willborn, that's an absolutely earnestly tremendous idea.
1: They just call me Butter Baby. I'm on a roll. Let's talk Chris Jericho versus Peter Avalon <laughs> off the back of last week, where he was going to accept that Ricky Starks <laughs> contract for the match. Jericho's in dynamite. No way. Uh, Peter Avalon on the road to calls Chris Jericho a nincompoop, um, it, and a hedgehog, <laughs> wait for it, and a heavy metal hedgehog because of his spiky jacket. <laughs> it's,
3: it's good. It's good booking, but it's pointless booking. Like He's the, a good
1: fired up little bromo from Avalon on this the road. Is, so I'll give him that.
3: This is the best uh, chapter of a terrible story. Ricky Starks and Chris Jericho is a terrible story, and this is the best chapter because this is the first time in eight weeks. Because eight weeks ago, Ricky Starks beat Chris Jericho. Oh yeah, this is the first time in eight weeks that Chris Jericho and Ricky Starks have not in some way interacted with each other. <laughs> considering this match started of the feud and will theoretically end with one on Saturday, mm, on it's not gonna Sunday end. How terrible is that? Like, and it's probably not going to end because like. Friggin' Big Show or Action Andretti is going to join the J.S. Oh, so yes. <laughs> like, and um, maybe start to lose and be glad. You know, yeah, uh, I'll take the L. Get me out of this. I'll be more over if I just leave. Cody me got me a
1: backstage ticket for WrestleMania. It's all good. Yeah. I'm going to be nice.
2: They're going to bargain with myself. They did Chris Jericho versus Action Andre. They've therefore created the expectation that Jericho was prone to an upset they could have a little bit of genuine drama and fun with that idea for like two minutes maximum before he gets Judas Effect. They could build up on commentary. You know, Chris Jericho is susceptible to an upset. Peter Avalon hasn't taken too many trips to the pay window of late, but you know, neither did Action Andretti. They could really build it up as Peter Avalon like properly, properly like, going, I can do this, I can pull off an Action Andretti. We know it can be done against Chris Jericho. Boom, Judas Effect within a second. I like, really... hammer home setting the scene of you know magic could be in the air again just like it was in that sort of magic night in December Uh, Judas Effect dead kill him Chris Jericho cut the promo of his bloody life and then set up a match and genuinely try and juice it up that could be fun
1: but this, this this is a promotion that we always rely on for like not to do the gimmick sorry Taz banger matches up oh, week in week out and two matches already you've gone finish them inside 60 seconds please <laughs> uh,
2: i think for the genuine um formatting of the cad yeah there's gonna have to be
3: two very short matches here i think it would be quite nice to the action andretti point like if we don't have to have a picture in picture with hook and matt hardy it'd be quite good if we got one here you remember how Action andretti got that kick out before the commercial like, yeah, i can't yeah. believe i'm saying this we're going to picture in picture that being what gives you the callback. Like, is somebody else going to, like, because we're going to have to go to a commercial break and we didn't have one scheduled in? And then he comes back, and literally, as soon as they come back from a referee, we're back. Bang! Right, like, yeah. just done there. That'd be yeah. like a nice way to sort of call back to that. Like, maybe, Starks, maybe Starks runs out towards the end and they have a big brawl. Yeah, yeah, wait until Sunday. Just like me.
1: Starks done, like, commentary for a Jericho match. I know they've done lots of Jericho commentary for other matches, obviously.
3: He was a uh, commentator for quite a bit, wasn't he? He was popping up on Rampage quite a lot. Is his neck problem When he had his yeah. neck
1: injury, yeah. I wouldn't be averse to that. Yeah. Just him just negging Jericho the whole time. <laughs> the whole fair
2: 40 seconds.
1: <laughs> uh, right, let's talk Tony Storm versus Riho, of course, in advance of the, the th- three-way women's title match at Revolution. This match is going to
2: be way better than that. Yeah, we'd be The best yet. version of this match will be way better than the match. That's backwards. I'm it's buzzing, I'm yet buzzing for this. I'm buzzing for this. In spite of myself, I should be cross that it's taking them so long to get Riho back on TV. I should be like mourning the fact that well this is it for the next three months for Riho.
3: you you cannot to Riho, do the um, move in the corner which I've forgotten the name of oh yeah Tony Storm's ass you, you can't Rio's too small and brittle <laughs> that is terrifying that's like, what make, that's what makes it cool it's incredible yeah it's like that that's what a, makes it awesome. an incredible spot to think about sweet cheeks music sweet cheeks music Thank you like it, yeah oh my god how's that how's that gonna work mm-hmm. Ri- uh, Riho's ninety
1: pounds. And she wears white gear and the green. Oh, you've ruined it.
2: Oh, God. Yeah, there's going to be some afters. It's going to be terrible. I really hope that this gets time. So Matt Hardy. Just just don't do anything. And that's the thing. (laughs) Great dynamic. You've got an absolutely wonderful baby face who it's promotional malpractice that she doesn't get used enough. Even if she isn't the... Weird rating sensation that Riho was because Mm -hmm. she's been normalized as someone who just loses infrequently. Build her back up with a storyline because she's been there before. She can't be there again. Live crowds fall in love with her. Tony Storm's very, very stiff. Riho takes a beating incredibly well. She fires back and gets the crowd in the palm of her hand because she's so great at orchestrating and building a babyface comeback. The very best version of this match is not merely very good. It's awesome. um, But it's going to be pretext to another rubbish angle with this wider storyline that is going to not even culminate at Revolution in a worse match than this.
1: Backwards. Not for Revolution, Tony. If you listen, we know he does. Um, But yeah. If, I don't know what's happening with Chris Stallone, and I don't want to suggest, oh, she'll be back in X amount of time, because I don't know. Um, Jake Cargill needs an opponent. Rio. You can't do it because she's losing this. Well, this is what I'm saying, is, is if you build her back up, she's like, yeah, she all one and good saying, what a look, dynamic. you look at it, me. It, it would look... Well, she worked Nyla Rose all those times. Yeah. It, was, yeah,
3: it would look impossible, and that's the magic of a Rio mm. match. She can look like she's doing the impossible. She, um... Like, I don't know if this is on row two, by the way, so they might have actually covered this. But probably not, because it's a women's division thing. And it's a women's angle. I don't know. Why would they give that any focus? Riho is, by definition, the perfect opponent for this story. She's the first AEW women's champion. There is no more homegrown than your first yeah. women's world champion. Uh, so, yeah, I imagine online there's just tons of really cool build and they've probably gone to the trouble of exploring that narrative for this tremendous division-wide angle is to, like consuming all the women at the moment, yeah? no. Nah.
1: Oh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, probably Indy Hartwell, then. I sense, uh, I sense this may end, yes, with interference from the likes of Soraya, Jamie Hayter getting involved, and whose side is Ruby Soho on? Don't care. <laughs> well, before we move on...
2: It's time to play, time to play the
4: game! Time
3: to
1: Time play
3: to the play game! game. <laughs> She's got to pop a pop of WrestleMania 37. <laughs> Did well there. Keep revisiting this, but it's WrestleMania season, isn't it? You just kind of like, kind of think about She's it. Trying to be nice, do you want to punch down?
1: I do apologise. I've just realised as I pressed that button. You haven't done my button. I, I've got the audio saved, but not accessible right now. So... Potentially for the final time. Don't worry, by the way, people panicking that the the ladies' night part of the song, that's all. Don't worry, guys.
3: Adrian, fix the women's division. Jesus
1: Christ. But the song part will always remain live and in living colour. But live in studio, yeah. Yeah. But Um, what's the name of the game, Sige? But more importantly, what's the aim of the game?
2: Oh, Christ. Before we get to the name of the game, the aim of the game is to correctly identify to the hour, minute, and second the exact time on which you hear the entrance theme for the first women's wrestler upon making her entrance for the one obligatory token tucked away match in the women's division on Dynamite because there's only ever one because it's an afterthought. It's shallow as it gets. It's something they feel like they don't even want to do at times. And if we can nail it, I mean, come on, guys, to the hour, minute, and second, it will really shine in to harsh, glaring focus just how much of a joke everything is at this point, just how formulaic it is. And guess what? If you forget what AEW does, there's a little rhyme that we like to remind you of, and it's this. Don't worry, guys, when the woman come out to play, the main event ain't too far away. So that's the aim of the game. We don't want to win it. And the name of the game is Well, this is Ludio's
4: Night. And I'm thinking,
3: oh, what a night.
1: Shout out as always uh, to Jose Palomares at the Ho Eleven on Twitter for uh, taking care of all the um data. Thank you. Um mm-hmm. Michael Hamlet, getting the correct one last week. Uh 19 minutes off, so <laughs> not that Uh but three correct guesses this year so far for Hamlet, three correct guesses for Sidric. And old Peter Avalon over here, Adam Wilborn, with zero <laughs> correct guesses so far. It's, it's going to change. It's gonna, I'm, I've got a good feeling about mm-hmm. this this week. But, Hanfler, as you won last week. You get to go first. What time do you think uh, the reho or Tony Storm music is going to hit?
3: So I think it's still going to be in what is traditionally the last thing before the, the stuff you've actually come to watch. But I think that thing you've come to watch is going to be the, uh, the Casino Battle Royal. Mm-hmm. A bit longer than traditional main events. So I'm going to go with one hour... Five minutes. Ooh. So I'm not saying top of the hour. Jesus Christ, no, that would be probably the Jericho thing. But just after the top of the hour. One hour, five minutes, and ten seconds.
1: I don't know anymore. I, there's no point in me using any strategy because whatever I go for is pointless. Oh. So I'll, I'll go. All right. You're doing good. I'll go. You have Fifty million listeners on this podcast. Oh, thanks. Uh, thank you to everyone, by the way. Um I'll go. The first hour You've been good 42 minutes and 9 seconds. Uh. I don't know anymore. Sige, talk us through your process. Well,
2: it's a bit tricky because I think there's... I think there might be a match that starts in media res. Ooh. Because there's a there's two big multi-man matches. Yeah. There's a lot of show to get through. There's a lot of show to sell on Sunday. So you can't spend too much time doing entrance themes and the like. So... It's just I really I really am struggling, so I do need to map this out of my yeah, head. I'll try man, and be quick outfit because we've got a lot of talking
4: to do. Boom, that's gonna work nine. Wednesday night. You know what that means. Am I working on Sunday, Tony? Are you gonna pull that shit again where I work half a show? I'm Jim Ross. The man of the hour, the man of the power.
3: <laughs> bringing goddamn John Laurinatus to my freaking hotel room, and you're asking me to shake hands with that asshole. <laughs> what the hell is going on, Tony? I've been here
4: before, Tony. <laughs> uh, Damn if I'm going to be here again, Tony. Uh, Scalaba well, took my first job. What's next? Is Wreckaboni going
3: to be on Rampage?
4: What's going on, Tony?
3: He told me that barbecue sauce would be on awshop.com. The barbecue sauce ain't on awshop.com.
4: I a jar barbecue sauce on Amazon. And, uh, I think. This, so, old <laughs> this old This old is third in line now behind Excalibur. And I think even Boni is going to do one. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> we're in the ring because there's lots of fucking songs. And there's loads of wrestlers, so there's no song this time. It's going to begin with the... Uh, Facial of the Revolution Ladder Match, and they're all in the ring. And after that, it's going to be uh, Hook and Matt Hardy, who's a good blue chipper. <laughs> you know, veteran. And I think that, don't worry, the main event guy ain't too far away. Remember the ROM kids. <laughs> Chris Jericho at the top of the owl. And I think, actually, shortly before then, I'm going to uh, just do I a... Do uh, I do declare. No, 46 f- minutes. Ooh. Because I think I like your way of thinking at Wilborn. Will, And two You're seconds, two, two seconds there. Uh, right, maybe not. The,
3: you are got to remember the rhyme, kids. <laughs> Jim Ross, like a Mr. Rogers TV show. Presenter. <laughs> if you don't want to end up in a slammer, you better go get your hammer. <laughs>
1: What do you want to
4: talk about first? Battle royal or um, Face the Revolution Ladder match? I'm really <laughs> glad that you're my friend. This is a Twitter scroll that'll never, ever <laughs> end. Uh,
3: face the Revolution Ladder match. Let's do that.
4: Do the contestants for the
2: listeners who might not be away.
1: Sammy Guevara, Action Andretti, Powerhouse Hobbs, Eddie Kingston, well, at least at the time of recording, AR Fox, Kenosuke Takeshita, Commander, who you'll explain a little bit more about in a second, and Ortiz. With the winner getting a TNT title shot, obviously.
3: Hobbs or Takeshita would answer that problem about guys that need something of a bit more substance.
1: And it wouldn't tell you in, in advance that. who wins out award, Low and Samoa Joe, because Hobbs has got an issue with both of them. For example. Yes. I think
3: there's that
2: old... Bogie. Uh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) Twitter real-life disconnect where people think Wardlow's cooled off, and he has, but he's still mega over in those arenas. Still, I would not put Takeshita against him because it's like, oh, imagine him doing an open challenge every week. It would be incredible. Look at all the sentiment that's with Takeshita. He's on the rise now, and Wardlow's not quite as hot and as new and all the rest of it. So, I would like to see Takesh win, but I don't think it makes Bukin sense. That's not good, Bukin. <laughs> uh, to have him up against Wardlow. If you do like the nice baby face, handshake after the fact. Look, they could be bold and have Hobbs just beat him. I'm going to go for powerhouse
4: Hobbs. You know why? Bill Watts told me once that he can make a lot of money with an athletic big man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like laughing. He told me that every day.
3: <laughs> it was a surgery, got Jim Ross. Like, did you meet Bill Watts? I like Bill.
4: I think his attitude could be uh, reapplied to this business.
3: I got the cowboy backstage and uh, turned him away. Turned him away. Let all sorts of yahoos in, but they turned away the cowboy. Business has changed.
4: Uh oh. Tony didn't like the
3: cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie Kingston is interesting. Yeah. He's pied the whole match.
1: Says he's not going to do it.
3: Thinks the <laughs> he's going to pair off stupid. with Ortiz and they can have a brawl in the crowd. Or, yeah, or he just doesn't turn up. There's a Ring of Honor, spoiler that I won't share, but he's involved in that Ring of Honor project in some way that mm-hmm. would justify him not being involved in this. Hobbs feels right. They, were like, they had set all that stuff up a little bit that Hobbs was in that match, but wasn't really... They didn't get any kind of payoff with either of them, did they? Mm. So whoever wins, it's almost like, well, that feud was still... Simmering in the background. It didn't feel like it was simmering, but they can say it was. Who's this commander lad? Commander
2: is the latest Twitter MP4 sensation. Um, the next sort of El Hijo Del Kingo. In that how do you do that, mate? Is obviously a Luchador. He's um broken through on socials with this these video clips of his incredible work on the U.S. indies. And I said last week that Tony Khan likes to do some cooking on the Go Home Show and just do something really cool for the nerds to just get the feeling back in AEW, even if it's indirect, even though if it doesn't necessarily say, I'll have to watch the pay-per-view for this. It just makes people feel good about AEW in general, and that will indirectly get them involved in you know, buying and anticipating the pay-per-view. I thought it would be a Kenny Omega IWGP US title defense, but I think flying Commander in is his way of saying, this is the coolest place on earth. Look at the magic we could just make happen here by the pay-per-view. Just a little thing to get the magic back. Commander does, at least in terms of distance traveled, like an absolutely incredible, incredible top walk run. It's just unbelievable. His feet look a bit funny for me when he does it. Mm. It's not quite the literal trapeze artist work of Phoenix who can run straight and narrow and kick someone's face off. It's very much more deliberate, staggered. But it's very, very impressive nonetheless, and he's he's there to do that spot. So that's who he is. Um, Ortiz and Kingston can brawl, pair off. Action Andretti and Sammy Guevara are literally there to do something absolutely stupid, just moronic, <laughs> just the most boneheaded thing you've ever seen. But very, very cool indeed. I think the very best version of this match, if there's no ridiculously obvious choreography, cooperation, the margin for error here is a vast. If this all clicks, I people are going to be absolutely
1: jerking it. Mm. Conflicted with this one because I'm, you know, I'm thinking, well. You want the person who wins the face the revolution ladder match to subsequently win. But then I also think there's probably going to be a title change on the paper. So maybe this person has to be someone who can be a valiant loser. I'm not sure. Basically, there's also a bit of me with WWE brain that I think they've been kind of heavily implying in the small glimpses we've seen of him on TV. Powerhouse Hobbs really likes that old book of his, doesn't he? What if someone got that book? Be pretty pissed off with them. Might take his eye off the ball with regards to the what what, is it? A ring still or a sonic Sonic ring? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Just say, all right, okay, well, it's a useless prop. Kind of stigmatizes me as a mid card act. Um, It's a proof copy. Yeah, you know, you can just you can get another book, and it's not that expensive to order another proof copy. I don't know if it's going to go into retailers or anything like that, but it's not as if it's the only one in existence. It's not as if that he bounded himself <laughs> or, you know, he could just get another book. If the idea will born,
1: you're not on a roll anymore. So that's just, it's more of my broken brain thinking that they could do something with this just, with Sammy just being an arse. Or maybe Sammy's that being idea, an arse. you're no longer on a roll because that idea,
2: it's just not cool.
1: <laughs> I, just, I can see a bit where he basically rips the book open and then throws the bits to Action Andre and blames it on him. <laughs> it's. That's not bad. That's like, <laughs> not bad. I don't know to he's No to push Paul for him to try and use. I don't know why to use a fucking book when but there's a ladder right there. Like, Give me the book, so I can hit him. Paul's in the middle. Eddie Guerrero, Chuck from Sammy. It was him. I think you've. Reco- I think
3: you've recovered it. Actually, I quite like that. I quite and like then, that. And then the book's gone as well.
1: Yeah, they, I'm trying to get two rid of two
3: very buttons. different WWE brains. I'm looking at right. <laughs> now. The um, the the idea of like say Wardlow winning on Sunday. I should not play any decision like. The PNP title is finished. Like, in terms of it being super meaningful, it is. it's like, finished? The TNT title, man. Like, Worldborne's saying, well, like, not they're going really. to do a title change, and then they might flip it again against Waddle. They've flipped the belt loads before. It is, like, we're just not getting a Miro run anytime soon, or, like, that original Cody one, We've or, like... We just the, had the Joe Allen program, which was tremendous. I and they got it back on I'm Joe. To work out what... what What's a
1: Welsh central midfielder got to do with all this?
3: Joe <laughs> Allen. They got it back. Oh I, I thought it too, right? And then they just the Derby Allen ring was done. Like it was a sprint rather than a marathon. Like they, they were just determined to get back this boring bitch match that they determined <laughs> to do once. Like I'd have had the belt on Derby Allen for about six more months and then I'd have bought into this idea of the belt's meaningful. I would let it play out. Come on, man. But I'm um, not. Wardlow could win and then Hobbs could beat him next week.
1: That's yeah. the
3: state of the TNT title. They, they have done stuff like that.
1: I'm going to go. to <laughs> Takeshita. Okay. Literally just... I couldn't work out. I'll go to I love Takeshita. One of my favorite new wrestlers of last year. Right, right, let's talk the uh, Tag Team Casino Battle Royale. Sid- Shayna
2: Baszler, 2019. to Takeshita,
1: 2022. Who's 2025. Yeah. Is it going to be... <laughs> Uh, ad- ad- advertised entrance to this battle royale Like
3: Shingle or something Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey guys, You heard about it It's like me we going
1: You know this guy called The Weeknd guys Pretty good um, Penta and Ray Phoenix Butcher and the Blade Claudio and his uh, grumpy mate uh, Roosh and Preston Vance Top Flight Aussie Open um, Daddy Magic Cool Hand Ange uh, Best Friends Dark Order And The Kingdom
2: See, I've been seeing a lot of confusion on these chubby Whataburger faces about uh, <laughs> <laughs> this match and uh, what's so different. This is the Rumble one. Yes, this is the Rumble one. There's no sweets suits. No. Yes,
1: no
3: suits. Suits is it? Because so, you casino, don't they? So that used to be the the tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's a
1: roulette wheel. I've said this from day one. So
3: it's a Rumble. He's playing
2: the hits today, like yeah. me. he's All playing one. the hits. So it's a Rumble. Both. Members of each team have to be eliminated. Got it. It is a rumble. One team every minute, and uh, it's never usually that good. Mm. They've had some awesome, but very uneven form on battle royals. So I don't know if this is going to be good or not. Um,
1: this main event, yeah. Yes, I think
2: so. Yes, because you want the big resounding. Oh my god! Oh my god! Sting is dressed. He's dressed up like the freaking Joker, baby, and he's going to come out as <laughs> Crow Sting. Joker sting. Joker sting. He's like, oh, he's the Joker. The Joker, the Joker baby sting. In the freaking oil paint. Yeah, yeah. Basically, yeah, yeah. you
1: got a guard bird with him. Please. <laughs>
2: Have the bird.
3: Yeah. That's Darby Allen on a perch. <laughs> and Darby Allen on a perch, and Darby Allen flies into the ring. Yeah, yeah. Like a zipline. And that's a match for Revolution.
1: Ooh, not FTR then?
3: It, that's the other option. It's drier, but you could see why, because of the guns.
1: I'll be interested.
3: They'll get a pop FTR the years because they uh,
2: were once beloved and they've not been around for a while and a live crowd is not twitter because twitter isn't that real but oh dax Howard
3: talks <laughs> talks a lot of whining bloody rubbish doesn't he he does he does i love them in spite of that but he does it's one that's the thing we're kind of banking on one of two teams that aren't announced to win this. Yes. To make it good, which is less than ideal, a statement about this division. And this, they did this last year a Revolution, so at this point they're creating it as AEW law, so you have to sort of accept it. But just like last year, it does have that feeling of, oh, you're doing a second-chance-losers thing that WWE does because this whole thing is a bit of a contrivance. It is a contrivance, a big-time contrivance. You know what I bloody loved?
2: October 2, of 2019, all the way through to February 29, 2020. Okay, The way the Young Bucks were like, ah, just missed out. Oh, they just lost. Oh, they could get back again. Mm-hmm. The Mates have went up before them. Right, they can't have that. Now they need to go into form. The way they hovered just so close to the number one ranking and, and then got the shot and then lost it and then had to get back up. there uh, is majestic. Yeah, there was a Battle Royal as well, but there was the character work. It was the sort of thing where you wanted an existing team to win that Battle royal, because it was going to be the best match and they were part of a much better story. Every other team in this, the character trajectory is nowhere near as interesting as the books was in that time period.
1: Mm. Ever since you said Sting and Derby, Allen, that's all I've wanted. What want to go of glory.
2: There's no party <laughs> match lined up. It feels like uh, you don't want Sting and Darby to beat the acclaimed. You can have... Yeah. The acclaimed yeah. do the last two matches with the gun clubs and the Jarrett's and then move on to something else. Have Sting and Darby beat the guns? They can't not beat the guns. Cause that's ridiculous. And then they can go and faceless sex gods and the build to Darby. Oh, yes. Yeah, that'd be
1: good. Anyone in there got any uh, history with with Sting and Darby? By the way, uh, I can't see what I'm supposed to be looking at. Let's have a look. I'm a in no, no, no. no I'm ju- I'm, I'm genuine, oh, like as a uh, like a team that have. Butcher
2: and the Blade. Um, sting and Derby had a match again, had a feud with the Andrade family office, of which Butcher and the
1: Blade were a part. So there is that. Um, My spot is basically, to bring this to a close, is Joker counts down or whatever they do. Lights go down, lights come back up, Sting's in the middle of the ring, and a team, let's say Daddy Magic and Call Han Ange, because I love them, mm-hmm. go, oh bollocks, sting! Right before he's our chance, grab him, hoist him straight over the top rope. <claps> Done it. We got, we got rid of Sting. Except pulls it back. It's Cole Carter. Sting <laughs> and Darby <laughs> Allen. And Sting gets them and kicks both their asses and chuck them both out. I just want. I re, ever since you said Sting and Darby Allen, I have no offense to FTR. That's who I've wanted in this yeah. four-way. So yeah, I hope it's that tonight.
2: Even if you said there was no offense to FTR, it would be t- intended as
3: uh, offense.
1: <laughs> All right, Let us know your thoughts. <laughs>
3: yeah. And AEW Dynamite stacks his Podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Jax reveals his true thoughts on Adam Wilborn. <laughs>
1: uh, on Twitter, at WhatCoachWWE. You, you can follow all three of us. You can follow Michael Hamflit at... Michael Hamflit. I
4: may I. not be six foot tall. I might just be a
1: tequila drinking
4: something good, old boy. I'm going to win the match.
1: Uh,
2: at M. Sidgwick.
1: Follow me on Twitter, at Adam Wilborn. <laughs> <laughs> follow us all at WhatCoachWWE. Make sure you subscribe to WhatCoachWWE. Wherever you get your podcasts from. <laughs> for Daily Wrestling Podcast. If that mention of Cole Carter made you think, what happened to his uh, former tag team partner? He popped on the uh, NXT review podcast earlier on, so go and check that one out. Make sure you subscribe to Dressing because our Dynamite review out tomorrow will drop into your feed as soon as it is released. But for now, it's been the Dynamite preview. My thanks to the Dadly Boys. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon.